Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Braley. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers, and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Amy Lachlan. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? Things aren't making any sense, and I'm scared. The last thing I remember doing is going to sleep in my apartment in New York, and then I wake up weeks later in a hospital in Haiti. At least there are some familiar faces here. Donna Sterling and her family, and uh, two detectives that were probably hired to find Jack Sterling. We were found on the outskirts of town two days ago, and strangely, the night before we were brought to the hospital, some locals allegedly found the murdered bodies of some Americans in the same area, although those bodies are now missing. Could that have something to do with us? We all have vague memories of something terrible happening, but when we get close to figuring out exactly what it was, everything goes black and we're left trying to rebuild our memories again. A Sisyphean struggle we've done eight times already, apparently. No one in the hospital was helpful. Everyone gave us confused looks when we talked to them and an orderly was scared away from us, crying out that we'd been marked by Baron Lacroix, the voodoo master of the dead. We were finally released after Mr. Sterling used his military connections, but there wasn't much comfort to be found in our hotel as our rooms had obviously been searched since we'd left them. We found a tarot card left in the bathroom, Mr. Sterling's room with the likeness of Baron Lacroix on it. When he looked at it, he went very pale and I thought I heard him mutter the word Nyarlathotep before dropping it. I don't know. Indeed, that rather, rather infamous word that comes from that big gaping abyss in the memory. Something evidently sparked for a moment, but yeah, that tarot card just lies on the floor in the middle of the room. And yep, yeah, you are indeed in Sterling and O'Neill's room, evidently searched. You've got this shipping manifest blatantly uh, lying, to, uh, lying to your face telling you that there is this uh, shipment of farming goods or farming machinery that's come from a place you evidently know makes munitions. So, what do you want to do next? I think we'd resolved that um, we were going to uh, check the other rooms. Check the other rooms, yeah. Okay, which room do you want to do next? No, mine and door. Donna's are right next door, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, you can head there. Are you going as a group or are you splitting up? I don't want to be alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me neither. I'll go. I think we should all stick together. Yeah, I think uh, we want as many eyes on each thing as we can get to start with. Okay, no. so in which case you all... Head outside, go down the corridor a short way to the next door. You've got a key, so getting in isn't a problem. Um, inside, it's very much the same layout as the room that you've just come from. So you've got the interior, the kind of the main body of the room is two beds. 
got a bedside table between them, window is on the far side, and then an adjoining bathroom. Um, you can all give me spot hidden rolls as you go inside. Good. More eyes on the uh, on the job, oh, the better. I rolled an eight, so that's yeah, I got a ten. Regular I got a success. seventeen. Regular. It's a regular for me. Okay. Because you've all seen it before, there's no uh, no need to get anything beyond a regular. Uh, this room is also showing the telltale signs of having been searched. Mm. Uh, otherwise, going through bags and such that are left here, uh, you will find your passports uh, for Amy and Donna. Likewise, you, um, James and... Da -da -da, trying to remember the guy's name. Sean, you'll find your passports in the previous room. Uh, where you've uh, where you've already been, having searched, right. but there's nothing otherwise that seems to be either incriminating or stands out as being anything odd in here. It's very much just you have your regular equipment that you would uh, bring with you. So, like Amy's got maybe a typewriter or plenty of notebooks and such. Um, Donna's maybe got plenty uh, plenty of reading material that she's brought with her. But again, nothing right. really strikes you as being out of the ordinary here. And then presumably you're going to the last room, right? Okay, again, you can give me spot hiddens in there as well. I was probably just uh, fellas checking our stuff. I Ooh, got an, an extreme 0, success. 07 extreme, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I see Amy. She sees the, the two that got the extreme, or did anyone any advance on two with extremes? Just the just I short failed. Amy? I failed. Regular for me. Negative. I, I failed as well, I'm afraid. Okay, so James Donner and Guy. Uh, the thing that probably is forefront in your mind is, again, looking for signs of the room being turned over, mm -hmm. so that's kind of what you're occupied yeah. by. And even with a failure, because you've seen it twice over, you do spot the fact that it is there as well, but that's pretty much all that kind of blanks you mm -hmm. out, really, is just seeing that. Um, Dirk, as you're looking through your um, both yours and Guy's luggage, you find some helpful stuff in there. Uh, there's obviously amongst the clothes and toiletries, you find a set of lock picks in there, which is going to uh, potentially be uh, be helpful for you. Uh, boxes with about 50 odd rounds of ammunition for the .45 revolver and the .38 automatics that you've uh, found downstairs in the in the box behind the uh, reception desk that you got right. brought out for you. There's also broken down between your two luggage bags. Uh, what appears to be a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. Mm. Uh, but you'd need to put it back together. Um, the scenario does say there's a role for it, but I don't think that's particularly... It's not going to add anything if you fail it. So, yeah, you, you can put it together as and when you want to. It's just going to take a few minutes to do so. Mm. However, between Amy and Sean, you're going through a couple of the drawers in that uh, kind of bedside cabinet. And you both come across, uh, pretty much at the same time, uh, what looks to be a matchbox uh, with the imprint of a New York speakeasy called the Sugar Cane at mm. Fifth Avenue and West 35th Street. Yeah. Um, if either one of you want to pick it up. Yeah, I'll pick it up. Okay, it, it feels light. So as if it's got a matchbox with no matches in it. But something's in there. And as you pick it up, you feel it shift inside. Okay. I'm going to, without opening, I'm going to hold it up and listen. It doesn't make any noise, but it's, if you okay. tilt it or move it, something moves in there. Okay. It's Just wanted to make sure there's not like a, a booby trap scorpion or something in there that's, I'd hear him, you know, 
far too small. Okay. Now, okay. whatever's shifting is only shifting, only moving because of the way you angle the box. All right. So I shake it a little. And I, I look over at uh, Dirk and I say, something private? Uh, I assume, Matthew, that I don't recognize this matchbook? Matchbox? You'd, you'd recognize the, uh, the speakeasy as somewhere that you've been previously. But you don't you don't recall anything specific about it as far as i know it just be matches all right well i'm then going to um hold it you know and pop the push the thing open a little bit quite carefully okay um there is definitely something in there um okay. something that's not quite crammed in there but definitely is sat in there quite comfortably and cozily um, it's also not moving so when you open it it's not like it jumps out at you. okay i'll push Push the matchbox through, and I'll empty it into my hand. Okay. Um, you are holding what appears to be a dead moth. What the fuck? A dead moth? An insect? Hmm. Is it something you trapped because it annoyed the hell out of you, and you let it stop to death? Or? Uh, as you know, Mr. O'Neill, I was going to, when we first found that card near the room, I thought we should all check to see if anything was missing from our luggage, but we wouldn't know uh, since we don't remember even coming down here. Mm. So that's, uh, are there any markings on it? Is it, you know, there's that famous death's head moth. Uh, well, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not much, I'm not much of an entomologist here. You're the, you're the guy, but uh, take it into your hands. I gotta go wash my hands now. Yeah, there's, if you are perhaps an entomologist, uh, uh, the likely effect comes in play. Suddenly a matchbox appears in nowhere. <laughs> uh, if you were maybe a entomologist or have some degree of nat uh, natural world, uh, you might be able to identify it. But otherwise, to, to a layman, it looks like a, a big moth. I mean, it's a bit furry. It's got a big body to it. Uh, the wings have been kind of folded back in on themselves to fit in the box, hence it fitting quite snugly in there. But otherwise, there's no distinguishing kind of, features it's not like it's got an ominous skull on the back uh, kind of brownish gray yeah well or maybe gray to black okay. yeah. it's it's a little big for something that i would have caught in new york though it's oh, yeah. like a tropical oh, yeah, size this this is indeed from this is from local territory this is not yeah. from new york well maybe we put it back in there and show it to somebody yeah you know this could be something maybe to do with the medium that we didn't, the, didn't we the, have a list of contact information for a few people in here? Yeah, in we have there's a medium and I an think, anthropologist maybe or an anthropologist. Do you want the list of names hand out just to refresh your yeah. sure. a tarot reader and I think an anthropologist. And I'm, I'm although I don't neither one of those would help us with the moth unless and the, the cult was it. something yeah, the, the moth on a tarot card? Not a normal one. I can think of. All right, so it's Marie Jerome, the tarot reader. Dr. Bruce. She's in Bel Air. Northeast Hi. is the anthropologist, and mm -hmm. he's in Paco. And there's a library, I guess, if we really wanted to know. but Maybe what you got there is the floating horror. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, flapping horror, kind of. 
<laughs> it, it comes at you and you turn on the lights and it completely pulls up to the light instead of towards you. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going in the bathroom and washing my hands. So just as in case you want to throw something at me. <laughs> nope. No, th this bathroom is safe. It was just right. the one in uh, uh, Sterling's right. and O'Neill's room where there was stuff to uh, stuff to find. Anyone else find anything interesting? I was kind of hoping for a diamond, big fat diamond in that box. You know, I mean, there is some other stuff in the room, which is part of the mundane equipment that's here. Uh, there's flashlights, hiking boots, a Remington typewriter, uh, paper for preparing reports, rucksacks for hiking. So it does seem as though this is where most of your outdoor equipment ended up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense to be with us. You know, on top of the six handguns, this shotgun, we came down here loaded for bear. Whatever Jack was, whatever you believed Jack was caught up in, you thought we were gonna need firepower, but we didn't take any of it with us. We went out into the jungle. Yeah, that doesn't make sense because I don't even go to the toilet without my gun in my pocket. Unless we were abducted and taken out into the jungle. Yeah, I'm starting to think that we got drugged here and then we didn't go out on an expedition, but we were, I mean, it's a nice enough hotel. I think that if they carried us out on stretchers, yeah. it would attract attention. And if we were, if we were carrying this much firepower, we must have thought that there was some pretty powerful opposition out here, some sort of gang. Well, I, that might have kidnapped I do, kidnapped Jack. I do remember that my son is in mortal danger. That's just the only thing that I can remember. Is there a can ransom think, or something? Mr. Sterling, you think that that's directly connected to his business activity here or um, something tangential maybe? You know, Neil, maybe we should try and get in touch with Sebastian Senegal. Now, I don't think I should be seen with him in public, but he might be able to know, find out what's going on. He's one Do of our clients down here, my yeah. clients down here. Is he, uh, do you know offhand if he is a Labadee importer and export, or is he a different contact? I would, Matt, would I know that? Uh, details for you are hazy on that front. Right. Um, in fact, give me a give me an idea roll. Uh, ooh, seventy nine out of ninety. You're fairly sure there is some kind of connection between the two, but you can't put your finger on whether it's a direct connection or not. I think you would be the man who would know stuff on the street level at least. But I, well, I you could don't. also be the same guy that, that did this to us. Who knows? Uh, but I'm not going to be leaving the building without firearms this time. No. Uh, is there, uh, once the shotgun was recomposed, is there anything in our baggage that would make a useful way to carry it in a concealed way? A suitably padded rucksack or... So you've probably got a rucksack that you could carry in. It'd be quite a long rucksack, uh, not yeah. one that would immediately attract attention like walking around with a violin case, uh, kind of ominous. 
But yeah, you, you could probably get away with carrying it around in one of them. Uh, so, uh, ladies, uh, Mr. Sterling, um, uh, Mr. Brian, uh, Neil, uh, I, I'd like to uh, wash that hospital off oh. and put on a less sweaty shirt that hasn't been laundered. Uh, what do you say we have, uh, we take a half an hour, we think about what order we want to check some of these places out and see what we can find a match for. Come on, Mr. Sterling, let's get you cleaned up. When um, I'm alone with O'Neill, yeah. you know that uh, naval officer? Yes, the naval officer, yeah. We're going to have to keep an eye out for him or anybody following us. They're on to our hills. And, well, uh, I mean, 90% chance, I mean, he's just a naval officer. We've skated around them for years. Yeah, they were in our room. They saw the shipping manifests. They That's why they were keeping us there. They wanted me to say something in my haze. Well, the thing is, you're a businessman. Everything that we've done is legit. I mean, some people is. might consider it unethical, but we haven't broken any laws. Exactly. But we need to keep an eye out for him. Because I speaking about that, you can actually, if you're having a conversation along this line, you can give me a law roll. I got a ten. Uh, I got a fifty out of fifty. So my ten is actually a hard. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's there's this moment where you think, is that the case? And then both of you is like the penny drops. It is not illegal for you to send weapons from the U.S. to Haiti but it is illegal in Haiti for you to receive them if you haven't got the correct paperwork and permits. So you might be committing a local uh, violation of the law, but not from the Americas. Right. So us being here puts us in some jeopardy. Well, nothing's going to stop me from finding my son. Why would we bring all this firepower? I wonder if we can ask around and see who the local drug lord is or something that we would bring so much firepower to. A... I'm, I'm thinking that's Sebastian Senegal. Well, we've avoided meeting him directly for a long time, but I suppose it's a possibility. I think uh, I'm going to need to get a wire some more money down here. We're going to have to grease some palms. I only have 300 in cash. I wonder how they do that this, this day and age. Also, another bit of info for you here. A um, bit on the local currency and the exchange rate. Uh, you have pretty much a five to one exchange rate. Uh, the local uh, major denomination in currency is the gourd, of which one dollar equals five gourd, and then f uh, one gourd is divided into 100 centimes. But so they would gladly take American money, correctly? Oh, they'll take American money, definitely, uh, because basically because of its value, and because you have an American occupation here, it's widely accepted. Right. So you can almost get away with using the dual currency. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm sure your credit's good. I don't know. I don't know if they've got a local bank of Haiti or... You know, you can let me take care of that. You know, you don't have to yeah. rest, rest. It's been a crazy... Um, when we meet up with the rest of the fellows, just order room service enough for all of us to eat, and we'll eat while we go over our our plans. I'm gonna have a lie down. All right, have a lie down. I'm gonna I'll 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 do that, and then I'll uh, I'm gonna uh, take a walk uh, downstairs. I'll uh, knock on everyone's door and tell them that I'm ordering room service. So that's what I do. Hey guys, we're getting room service. Sounds good. Thanks. Something to eat. And then I'm going to uh, go downstairs, order room service for the six of us, and then uh, go out, uh, see if I can find myself a white shirt, because my other white shirt got stained. And, and then, of course, all that I can find is this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll just hide the blood later. Right. I think there's... The only real place that kind of comes to mind uh, if you're looking to do uh, monetary transfers here um, is going to be the U.S. Embassy. Ah. Um, There isn't really any major banking facilities. Remember, this is a what in modern terms would be called a third world country, and it's also one of the poorest countries in the world as well. So the the main route you're going to want to do that kind of... uh, kind of monetary endeavor is going to be the embassy all right so i'll I'll head over to the embassy okay so this is after you've got food and uh, got laundry and such okay so you're heading out on your own yeah what's everyone else doing um i'm i'm gonna wait for uh kessler to finish in the bathroom and uh and then I'm going to avail myself of the facilities. Yep, no problem. No, nothing happens. Uh, nothing crazy happens to Dirk in the shower on his own. Good to know. Uh, and uh, in those circumstances, again, there's no one. I don't even see the hint of the bruises or scratches or cuts that we supposedly received. I look yeah. just fine. If you have a good look over yourself, uh, now that you really get to like to strip down, clean yeah. up, um, on a cursory examination, as you, you were fairly sure there was nothing the last time you looked over, but maybe as you, if you spend a little bit longer in the shower or the bath, um, as your skin starts to uh, shrivel up and uh, slowly become a bit more well, bloated, um, yeah, you, you are catching signs that there is something here that is it's very much it's here it's almost healed up but there are telltale signs that yeah you've got scratches on your particular like the tips of your fingers um bits of where the nail's been broken and they've evidently fired as they said they filed it down to stop you from injuring yourself in the hospital there, there are telltale signs now that yes you you were hurt but it was all completely superficial right. so it's consistent with the story that we have been led to believe uh, all right, that's good. Uh, and as I turn uh, the steamy room over to Randall, like everything isn't steamy, uh, I'm going to um, put together the shotgun so that it's at the ready if we decide that it's time to take it out. Yeah, it takes you about probably five, ten minutes to 
to get the components uh, together, like the screws, get your screwdriver out of the when you find it out of the kit. So just at a leisurely pace, you're able to put it together within a few minutes. And I, but as I go through my stuff, everything suggests that I packed these bags, right? There's nothing that it's like somebody threw stuff at a bag that was for me. Like I always put the comb in the behind the shaving kit over here and it's in the right place, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely your bag, you would know the ins and outs of because you've traveled enough with your uh, with your background. You've been all over the world. Um, everything is here that you would expect to be here. Okay. Um, it's not like anything is missing or anything's being put back in a wrong place. It definitely feels right to you. Okay. Yeah, which makes the absence of memory a little scarier, but it also makes me feel like at least at some point I knew what I was doing here. Indeed. Right. Uh, over in the next room, Amy and Donna, anything happening in there? I just want to go through my things and see if there's any hint as to why I thought I needed to be in Haiti. Like any notes, any anything aside from clothes and personal items. Right. Okay. That is very much almost as a, there's a distinct absence of anything. It's almost as if anything that would have been related to that has been removed. Okay, interesting. Okay. And Donna? Um, I guess I'll just maybe look through my books to, and take a moment and do some reading and see if there's any anything that might let me know why we thought we needed an anthropologist on our context list. Uh, if there's anything, you know, any, any interesting, you know, local anthropology stuff that I might have in my books, you know, just sort of look through that for now. I'd say this could be potentially this is a way that might give you some insight into doing research in the area. Right. You can give me your choice of either anthropology or idea. Okay. Uh, or yeah, I'll do. Yeah. Which one's right? Or no. Um, K N O W. Okay. No. Right. So I'll do. Uh, I'll do. I'll do no. That's that's a little better. Sorry. <laughs> So that is, ah, no, <laughs> I failed. Okay. Um, there's nothing here, but you, have, mm -hmm. you get this kind of nagging feeling at the back of your mind that at some point you have done some research and you have okay. been and read through some books. And maybe that reference to there being the library in that list of names might be where you did it, but you're, again, it's just hazy. Okay, interesting, thank you. Right. And lastly, then, Mr. Sterling, anything that you're doing while you're waiting for Sean to get back? Well, I will also go through my stuff, just to have a look through, see if I hid something from myself and don't remember. Yeah, you go through all of your stuff. Um, you're probably not the kind of uh, person to pack your own bags, um, but give detailed instructions on how to pack the bags so you'd know where things would be in there. Again, there's just nothing. It seems like this is a very practical um, expedition for you that you've uh, that you've gone on. That again, there just seems to be nothing that gives you a hint as to what's happened to Jack, what these feelings you're having connected with him. It's just you're just drawing a blank, and if anything, it's quite frustrating. So after that, I'll just lay down and try and replay my last memory of new york 
my first memory here and see if I can try and bridge. Mm -hmm. That's yep. all. No problem. Uh, again, you're going to be running into exercises, into frustration as you start to concentrate harder and harder. And it's, it's almost as if the more you try and reach out and grab it, the further away it gets. Um, you can give me a... Give me a psychology roll. Oh, that's good. Uh, 17 out of... I'm just shy of an extreme. Okay. Yeah, again, you, you get maybe recalling some of the stuff that the uh, the doctor, uh, Dr. Allen in the hospital was saying, that this is almost some kind of defensive mechanism, that something really horrible must have happened to you in these last few weeks, that just recalling it is potentially dangerous at this point. But maybe when the maybe when the time is right, or maybe when you're unlucky enough to go and uh, finally grab it, that uh, that will be not so great when it happens. Now, on the inside, I'm going into a slight panic, thinking that I see my son get killed. But on the outside, it's stone. But in the back of my head, I'm I'm thinking, did he did. Did I see him die? Did I see him die? Is that why is that why I forgot everything? Because you got an extreme or very close to an extreme. I'll, close. I'll, give, you, I'll give you a bit of a hint on that. Um, you're fairly sure that's not what you saw. Your son is still alive. You're fairly sure of that. Or at least he was the last time that you saw him. Good. That that gives me a little bit of an inner peace and like a fire to find him. And at this point, I think we've done everyone in the hotel. We'll go back to to Sean. He stopped there for one minute. Yeah, commercial break. <laughs> A brief Watch word about tourism in Haiti. Right? Yeah. It's fantastic. In fact, I Actually, that's something I can go over because uh, we got the message in the chat that you he can hear us. Yep. Uh, while walking through Haiti, um, on the plus side, you're in a fairly, what would be considered a slightly upper class area of a fairly third world country capital. Uh, there are plenty of people, as, as we mentioned on the, uh, the ride over to the hotel. Um, people out and about here are openly brandishing weaponry. Um, this is a place where it's not quite like the Wild West, but it's got a similar kind of vibe. It's people openly carry because this is a dangerous place. And it's a way of saying, don't mess with me. I've got a gun. I don't mind blowing your face off. And that's that's the kind of atmosphere that you have uh, walking down the street. Now, as someone very astutely uh, pointed out to you in up, upstairs in your room, to have a look around and make sure whether the uh, whether the navy or the military are following you, uh, Sean can give me a spot hidden roll if you are keeping an eye out for that. All right, thirty-seven. Let's see how that did. Uh, thirty-seven out of sixty. I actually okay. spend seven luck to to make it a hard. Re regular is fine. Uh, All right. You do indeed notice that you are being followed. Uh, there's a couple of, mainly because they stick out like a sore thumb, um, a couple of white men in an otherwise almost black, a completely black crowd uh, that they're just walking down the sidewalk 
admittedly on the other side of the street, but they are walking in your direction, and you do lock eyes at least once before they then just happen to look around and make sure they're not looking directly at you, but they're following you. All right. Are they they're dressed like civilians or in military outfits? Oh, they're very much dressed like civilians. They're not. Oh, okay. They're not stupid in that respect. They're just not great at following you. All right. So, can we assume at this point? Have I gotten to the embassy yet, or? Uh, you can be about probably two streets away from the hotel, so maybe about a ten fifteen minute walk away from the embassy. Okay, so I'm still walking towards the embassy, mm-hmm. and uh, if there's a people selling shirts, something in red. <laughs> Funnily enough, it's quite a quite a popular color. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I'll interfere in them. I'll just uh, let them follow me. Okay. Yep. In which case, they keep their distance. They they very much don't come up to you. They don't get uh, too close at all. And you get to the embassy without any difficulty whatsoever. Okay. So, what do you want to do inside? Well, I probably have some sort of credentials uh, for Sterling uh, that I'll see if I can get like a thousand dollars. Okay, so you're going to try and do it on basically using his ID, but without being him. Right, doing business for him. Actually, that 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 seems like maybe a bit of overkill because this is 1930, right? That is an exceptionally high yeah. amount of money. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll, how much did you say you had, Sterling? 300? 300. One, one dollar in 1930 would be equivalent to $15.75 today. I'll get another 200 out so that he's got a solid 500. Okay. Uh, give, me a, give me a luck roll. Maybe we might want to buy a hotel. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That is not a pass. Okay. Um, they you speak to a nice young girl inside. Uh, it's almost like an admin clerk in a sense. Um, she takes thorough details from you. Says, "Okay, we'll put through the we'll put through the uh, the request." Um, obviously, as you're probably appreciative of uh, having done business here before, this may take a couple of days to come through. But uh, we'll we'll certainly let you know when it well, when it comes in, so that they ask for contact details. But it was essentially, a do you give them the uh, your contact details at the hotel, and b this is going to take time. Um, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to say, well, you you should already have our details. Um, haven't we taken money out here before? Bluff. Let's see if. It's records. She has, looked through, she has looked through some records. Um, she basically pulls out a few ledgers. It seems like she's mainly the, um, the main point of contact for uh-huh. doing uh, monetary transfers. And having a look through, she said, no, we've not got any record of you asking for uh, for a money transfer from here. Oh, all right. Um, well, here's, here's our contact information at the hotel. Forget the name of the hotel, but we're at the hotel. Um, hotel Olofsson. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, and the room number, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I'll leave, and I'll buy a shirt. I'll go, I'll go back. No worries. Um, when you head outside, uh, the two guys that were following you are gone. But as you're moving back down the street, are you taking the same way back? 
that you did getting here, or are you taking a different route back? Um, I think I'm taking the the same route back. I do have my guns, so. <laughs> Again, showing nice and proudly and out in the open. Yeah, I've got a whatever you call that one. A holster. Oh, like a holster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, as you're taking the route back, you realise that there's a lot of people watching you. You can see that there are people uh, passing on the street, which, as you pass them, their eyes just follow you as you walk around. Some of them, they even like stop and turn to look at you. Their eyes open wide and this almost neutral expression on their face. You see as you're passing by dark doors that lead into buildings where there's just darkness beyond them, you can see eyes being reflected from from the light outside and just the hint of people's faces looking back out of you. Uh, A couple of dogs snarl as they pass you, as they pass by you in the street, and then and then start to yap. I'm sure there's more and more people staring at me. Mm. Um, I'll just move a little faster down towards the uh, the hotel. Okay, as you start, to, you start to move back towards the hotel. Um, Maybe just absent-mindedly, you put your hand in, um, put your hand into your pocket to make sure is my wallet still there. No one's uh, right. pickpocketed uh, by you, and your hand touches something wet. Fuck! Pull it out. And you look, you look down, and first of all, you just notice that your shirt—it's maybe a slightly deeper shade of red, and it's in patches all over you. And your hand, when it comes uh, comes out, is completely drenched in blood. There are little bits of paper, um, what at first glance looks like some kind of paperwork has been shredded, and it's just your your pockets are full of this mangle of blood and paper. Throwing it on the ground. Is there is there blood all over my shirt? Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to run for the hotel. <laughs> okay, you. First of all, you can give me a sanity check for uh, realizing you are completely covered in uh, pretty much completely covered in blood. I got an O2. Okay, bizarrely you chose to wear red. <laughs> I said it'd be an appropriate color. <laughs> right. Um, also, as you're throwing down this kind of mangled heap of bits of paper onto the floor, um, you suddenly catch sight of what this bundle is that you're that you're throwing down. It looks like your passport has been completely shredded and almost blood is oozing out of it. It's just as it's laying on the ground. What, dear God. I'm uh, uh, running, stumbling towards the hotel, forward, backward, kind of like, what the hell's going on? Uh, you, you start running, holding this gun, which is now holding slippery with your with your hand that is so slick of blood. Um, give me a spot hidden roll as you're running. Okay. Three is not fast, I don't believe. No. Yep, I don't see anything. Okay. Um, in which case, then, it's as you're passing by uh, one of the shop fronts, maybe somewhere where you thought about looking for a shirt previously on your way up here, you think for a moment you see something in um, in the mirror or the kind of mirrored reflection of the glass, 
and then you're back in the hotel. Uh, you're just sitting down there with the rest of everyone, sitting down in front of a table, finishing up. And can you give me another check, please? I'm sorry, what was that? What sanity check? Uh, 94. Yeah. What uh, the fuck? <laughs> that'd be a D4, please. Does he have blood on her? No, not at all. You're, you're all just sat down in the, uh, as you've ordered room service, you've got a table that you've put, oh, there you go, not quite enough to drive you uh, nuts at the minute. Uh, you've got a table that's been set up, probably in Sterling and O'Neill's room, uh, where you're sat down communally, just having uh, having this nice kind of evening-ish meal, and all of a sudden, yeah, he's there. Sterling, and I, and I pushed the, the, the gun away from anybody at the table. <laughs> what the? What the, the fuck? Are you okay? Mr. O'Neill, you all right there? I'm going to reach out and touch somebody. I feel pretty solid. What the, what the fuck? Your hand is completely uh, dry now. There's no no blood at all. Keeper, how has Mr. O'Neill's manner been since he got back from his excursion? You don't remember him getting back. In fact, you don't remember sitting down to dinner. This is all of you are bam at the table, but only he takes the sand hit. Uh, Wait, why, didn't, why didn't you put the gun down? You're, you're among friends. Uh, I was, right. I was just in the market. There was no. blood. And I was just reading in my room, but it, it's all right, Mr. O'Neill. You can put the gun away. O'Neill, please yeah. holster your weapon. Yeah, it's just us. It's, uh, it's, but it's still happening. We must. Anybody have... remember anything? Yeah. I, no. I was in the shower. I was sitting on my bed thinking. About we gotta my... stop doing this. Oh, oh my head hurts. I was. I was. I was on my way back from the the embassy, and uh, oh no! I, what atrocity I, are you wearing? Oh, this. Um, they didn't have any white shirts, so I figured, you know, do as the Romans do, or the Haitians do, or so uh, something f is fucked up going on here. You look I, like a tourist. I didn't have any blood, uh, but I I do not remember sitting. I remember having this table brought into this room. Anybody no. got anything? I don't know. No, I just remember going through my things, but none of this. So. Uh, Still Check the time. How long has it been since we? Uh, That's right. Since I left. Oh wait. I uh, I pull out the cash for Sterling. Do I still have it? Well, you have the cash that you were given, um, but remember they said that the wiring would uh, to get you more money. Oh, here that's would right. Take about a couple of days. That's right. But did they give me a receipt? Any paperwork with a or time stamp? Time yes, stamp. they would have done that. All right. Yeah. Timestamp says such um, and such. It would correspond if you were to look at the time when you got the stamp and then when you got back here and what the time says on your watch now. You reckon you've only lost maybe about 10, 15 minutes at most. Okay, so we lost somehow 15, 10 or 15 minutes. But all of us at the same time. That's what I don't get. And I, same, same thing that happened before. There were people, everyone was looking at me like, 
like I was some sort of red-shirted tourist. Like you were marked? Like the orderly? Like the orderly. What else happened while you were out there? I felt something wet in my pockets. I reached inside and my my passport. Was my passport missing? What? If you if you tap yourself down, you find it in your pocket. It's not shredded up? No. Uh, it was normal. it was my shredded passport. There was blood all over. There was blood all over me, and I panicked and I started running for here. And then suddenly, I'm here. Okay, these are very weird here. In case, and I take out some of the money and I hand ten dollars to each person at the table. In case you get separated, take a cab directly to the hotel, bribe your way out of it, pay off somebody. You need to be. Don't split up, but in case you need to. Somebody's put some sort of juju on us. I think. That's the thing. I didn't. I you know, uh, have any experience that I remember of being seen or bloodied. But why would you having a memory that freaked you out affect me psychologically? When we were all in the same room, I could see, and they ask us questions, and somebody says, I saw the, whatever the nightmare was. Could it be that I made it back, and then I said something to y'all, and it triggered a blackout? That's what I was going to Maybe if you looked like you were covered in blood, it was triggering to us, you know. Dirk, Dirk, didn't you say you had memories of people being, like, torn apart? I, not memories. You couldn't say memories. A dream? A dream? I, f- I feel like that the bad thing had people being rent. Yeah. Maybe seeing O'Neill like that was... But then who tipped the busboy for bringing us sandwiches? Mm. Who got the we, table? We did. Here? Maybe we did. Then Sean comes in. We see him in that state. And oh, that kind of like 15, snap, it makes, us, it makes us think about that and we're all back to not Except remembering. he looks fine. It's yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't it's also, we, we've got a trace on us. I'm pretty sure it's some, some white guys from the Navy. Oh, sure. Oh, and I was going to be following us left and right. I, I just think that the best, best plan would be to act normal. We are normal. We didn't murder anybody. And if we need to get, rid, get away from them, I'll give you a couple singles. Hand out some money to a group of men and tell them to distract them while we walk away. Yeah. Downtown, it shouldn't be. T- I mean, it's the streets are pretty chaotic. You know, and there's like, if we go in a vehicle, who knows how hard it'll be to get a vehicle, whatever, depending on where we go. Uh, but I don't, I don't know what, where we go anyway. I wonder if we could go to the newspaper and talk to the person who wrote that report about the Americans being found and such and see if they would reveal their source. That's very I, mean, I work for a newspaper, you know, sometimes money greases the right palms. You can, you can find someone who's willing to tell you something. I like that. And also, you know, the day is getting away from us and I don't know if we're going to find an anthropologist, but the newspaper people who have to work well into the night. 
right, to get the next day out. Sure, yeah. We Can should I, uh, start a tarot card person too. Maybe they mm -hmm. could. We all need to tell them exactly what's going on with us, but maybe if we describe some of the, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be very likely if you visit any of these people, they're going to say, oh, what are you doing back? And we don't remember the first time. Um, I wanted to check my gun and make sure I hadn't discharged it. All bullets present and correct. Uh, okay. Even given the barrel of sniff, it does not appear that it has been fired in oh. a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a sand check after that. <laughs> Honestly, while I'm curious about what the uh, uh, card reader had to say, especially about that non-standard looking death card. Also, those people are all criminals. It's a racket. So I am less likely to trust somebody in that industry than... Uh, college type or a newspaper but person if there's Remember. some sort of crazy cult maybe we asked her if she knew something about them yeah, so she must be a connection remember, remember that orderly if you show that card to someone if it's a if it's a real thing that people are scared of no no one here is going to tell you about that we also I mean, we're, we're outsiders we're not we could gonna... put a little pressure on her well, we also wrote some things down in our notes. Um, it looked like we'd mentioned the library and then maybe some research points, like maybe we were looking into something. And we we're definitely looking into something. So if we go back and look into those points that we wrote down and look back into those, maybe we can get somewhere. Right. It's just there's no way of knowing if we wrote this person's name, if we wrote these people's names down to talk to them or if we already talked to them. Well, but but we also wrote down the library and like three search right. terms. Maybe we could That's find out read. what books we, oh, I'm sorry, Mick, what we checked oh. out. Mick? Having gone oh, through all it. your stuff, it doesn't appear that you've checked anything out. I'm sorry, Do we say what you just said again, uh, Matt. Um, having gone through all your stuff, it doesn't appear that you've checked anything out of the library, but you've almost certainly gone there, and it's it's a research library basically. They're not going. Mm -hmm. They're not, not like a lending library. Well, right, but maybe they write down the books and bring to you, and there might be a list like that. It's possible we could have left them with instructions on looking for something for us, and we just don't know that. I mean, it's it's reasonable to believe that not everybody we've met here is hostile. It's just the well, one that we did meet that's hostile that we have to worry about. I suppose, I mean, I suppose we could, it sounds to me like a good idea to retrace our steps, but I wonder, it's just something the doctor said in the, when we were in the hospital, it just, if we're retracing our steps and, and going back and visiting the library and following all these leads i just can't help but wonder how many times we might have done this already mm. but if amy takes notes during this whole thing we might have something solid that we could look back at amy, amy nothing i think we should get us go to a stationery shop as soon as we leave the hotel and each of us gets a notebook and we start writing every 
goddamn thing yeah. we do down. Sorry, ladies. I, I every time every time I we black out, I have no notes. But I agree, it's a good idea for all of us to be taking notes. Yeah. Every half an hour, each idiot one of us says, uh, "This uh, ham sandwich is pretty tasty." And I don't know what the hell Sean's talking about. And then we have something to look at afterwards. Unless we're not blacking out, but jumping through time. Sorry. Uh, I read, I read what? It's, yeah. You got to stop reading that H.G. Wells stuff. Uh, you know, they're cheap. When I'm waiting outside some dame's apartment to take photographs, I flip through the weird tales. Wait, how do I know? How do I know that you read H.G. Wells? That just came out of the back of my head. It's not, I mean, everybody reads Sherlock Holmes stories too, right? I suppose you're the detective, you would know that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> most definitely, uh, if, we, if we start retracing, the people that we come to will have seen us before. So we'll know then that we're retracing. Right. And I bet you that's why the, the naval guy let us go in the first place. He's hoping that we'll retrace our steps. It's probably them that went through our rooms. They know. Yeah, so they've already yeah. read the sheets, the papers. Yeah. No, I think they're looking to figure out what happened to us in the jungle, and they're not worried about what we did in town. Um, everyone can give me an idea roll because you have hit on something that you might not have put together yet. 25. 294s tonight. Ooh. 21. Get, you're getting them out of the way. You'll get some good Yeah, ones. right? There you Ooh, go. That's a, that's a hard. Regular success. Oh. Regular also. Okay. Um, in which case, Guy, you remember back to what Dr. Allen said in the hospital that you'd had this conversation eight times over. Uh, what he was getting at was that he had that conversation eight times over but he was trying to get to a point where you could remember having had it at least one other time before because he would be using that as evidence to medwin to say right the guys are actually starting to show some kind of imp um, improvement we can let them out now and see uh, basically let them back out of the hospital and go and try and retrace their steps so do you think this is the first time you've actually got out of the hospital because this when everything started was the first time you could remember anything on an ongoing basis, but you know you still have blackouts since then. But there was something that he also said to you in response to one of your questions to him, that he deliberately stated, according to your passports, you got into the country seven days ago. You found your passports in your rooms, therefore you can put two and two together and say that yes, the ONI have already, I've been the ones that came in here and searched your rooms, they found your passports, got the stamps, and that's the connection you make. Ah. What time is it? Uh, it's probably going to be late afternoon by this point, given all, yeah. given all the stuff you've done. So it's, it's getting dark out there. Does the heat break at all? <laughs> um, it goes down a little bit. Uh, there's, in fact, a little bit on the temperature and climate here. Uh, so your temperatures vary between 34 to 30 degrees centigrade. So that's uh, 95 Fahrenheit to 85 Fahrenheit throughout the year. It rarely goes below 20 degrees Celsius or 65 degrees Fahrenheit in the evening. So it dips a little bit, 
but it's still pretty damn hot. And the humidity is probably awful. You're, you're pretty much on the coast, so yeah, it's going to be high 90s, 100% all the time. So you're, you're just drenched whenever you go outside, pretty much. So uh, at this point, the anthropologist in the library are probably not going to be in office, whereas a tarot card reader probably stays open until eight, nine, or later. So that's one avenue we could start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Newspaper's bound to be open. Newspaper office should be open too, because it's the uh, next day. Uh, Mr. Sterling, do you think your friend Sebastian is uh, keeps business hours, or do you think he's an after-hours kind of guy? He's probably an all-hours kind of guy, but with Sebastian, we need to meet him without the OSI knowing. Mm-hmm. I can't be seen with him. I probably know how to contact him and set up a meeting because I'm your bodyguard. I'll set up a meeting if you want, so. Is that, is that a payphone kind of deal, Mr. O'Neill? Uh, probably. Yeah. I wouldn't call from the hotel. No, I'll, uh, I think I think we can assume that, that if we call from the hotel, it's, it's someone's gonna be listening in. I I'll assume. Take a, I'll take a short walk. Not by yourself, you ain't. Uh, what do you, what say, uh, company, we lead our friends with the ONI on a merry uh, journey off to see this uh, Marie, the tarot card reader, and we bring along uh, the special bathroom card, which might uh, interest her independently of whatever conversation we've already had with her, probably. All right. game okay but um i don't think she's going to take uh kindly to seeing that i'm not averse to upsetting her if it makes her spill the beans oh yeah i'm just i'm just concerned there might be someone playing in the back room with a machete but um well i got a gun yeah and maybe don't lead with the card get as much information as and then show the card in case it's just, it's, it's just a thought but uh, mr o'neill do you have a holster yeah well yeah it's my shirt no i've got a holster yeah, <laughs> under my i just don't have a holster <laughs> no, it's just you're, you're making me nervous waving that thing around it's just a bb you know i'm just kidding. <laughs> don't worry about it i know how to handle a gun i guess there's a point uh Whichever one of us spoke to Madame Marie already, they probably didn't talk to, you know, more than one person or two. It's not normal to get a reading for six, right? That's if we've already talked to her. Right. If it's not a lead that we don't remember the cause of. Well, I move we go as a group. Uh, Mr. O'Neill, you can call your connection somewhere uh, that the ONI is less likely to have bugged on the way. You know, uh, uh, 
Mrs. Sterling and Lachlan, you might be actually the best people to send in to talk to a tarot reader without arousing any kind of suspicion if she doesn't already know who we are. A couple of be American to tourist girls. Yeah, sure. Be happy to talk to her. Yeah, that's how I recommend Looking, looking for Sterling. a future husband. All right. Uh, so I'm taking a 45. Uh, and uh, I don't know, Guy, do you want the key to our room or shall I keep it? Uh, yeah, you, you, you keep it. I'll, uh, I'll tag along. And like I said, as soon as we hit the street, we look for a stationery shop and get uh, little notebooks, one for each. I'm not going to make a joke about mobile shops. Then I won't laugh. Okay, then we have an understanding. So it sounds like Amy and Donna, you're going to the tarot, read, uh, tarot readers, mm -hmm. or, unless I've misheard it, are you all going and then it's just you two going inside? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the latter. The latter. So you're all going as a group. Because we're hoping to draw some of the, you know, as many of the, you know, our, our followers as we can. Gotcha. Okay. We hit the street, we look for a stationery shop, which should be near a hotel in the mm -hmm. nicer part of town. <clears throat> Everybody gets issued their own notebook. We go to the. We want to ask her about the tarot card, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to bring the tarot card with. I have a feeling that's not going to go over well. That's we'll see. Oh, do no, we not like she's going to be angry. Just like she's going to recognize it and then maybe wonder how we got it. Yeah, I don't think we lead with it. Uh, no. If, do the rooms have uh, like a, a convenience hotel map of Port-au-Prince in them? We have a map of Port-au-Prince. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a map yeah. already. Uh, so is it a is it a walking distance to this uh, terror reader, or is this a, a, a hired car situation? Well, the, the the city itself isn't particularly big, so you you can walk around without too much effort, really, to right. go from. And if you're from. armed and attentive, then mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, so we look for a stationery on the way to the tarot card shop. We keep an eye out for the uh, federal intelligence officers. Okay, uh, Sterling had a question by the look of it as well. Um, Dirk, I, I, do I look like I walk anywhere? We're taking a hired car. Thank you. Mr. Sterling, I'm not so sure that you should come along. You need to stay here where you're safe. Um... No, I don't want to be alone. And two, if there's any information from this charlatan voodoo person, I want to hear it with my own ears. Uh, you know, we can call down to the concierge desk and ask about a car, but I expect it's going to take uh, more time as well as more money. Well, to get a vehicle through the streets with the blockades we saw and everything. Especially, especially a vehicle that can take six people. Where where are we going? Let's, let's find We have a map. As long as map. you're all armed and I'm in the middle of the group. Well, I was going to suggest that Mr. Sterling and I go out for the evening and we take up a position nearby where you're going 
we just arrive there first, and that way we can keep an eye on you. I'm sure there'll be a cantina or a cafe or something. Yeah, people nearby. probably people probably drink their coffee and booze on the streets in this kind of temperatures. Yeah. So we'll be right there when you guys arrive and you do whatever you're going to do and we'll be keeping an eye on you. All right, here's the map to give you an idea of where things are again. So you started at the Elmwood Military Hospital over here, so on the eastern side of the city. And then you are down here at the Hotel Olufsen. Bel Air is where the tower reader is so it is you're going basically from the south to the north so you are it's a fair hike it's over three miles as per the the scale down here but as i said that isn't too far to go if you wanted to do it on foot um is, is doing there, it by car would be quicker is there a tram or an or an omnibus ah, there, there aren't trams but there are buses so you could take public transport if you wanted I will pay for two cabs. Please. We're, we're civilized men. We travel in style. And women. So we'll take up a position uh, opposite or nearby where we can keep an eye on you. And uh, uh, You remember when great-grandfather talked about a bus? What? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are sterlings. We do not... Bus. We have standards. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about that time that we were over there in? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You were, told me never to talk about that. What happens in Thailand stays in Thailand. You know that, O'Neill. Yeah. Snake uh, wine and everything. I think you mean Siam. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> No, That's no, how no. much snake wine we had. Siam is Sri Lanka. Isn't That's it? Ceylon. That's Ceylon. Oh, that's Ceylon. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Siam, oh, enormous country. Siam. Can't people just keep the maps it's the same? <laughs> All right. So with two cars, it is all the way across town. And it's, it's you know, it's real crotch rot hot here. Sorry, ladies. Right. If you want to get uh, two cabs, not a problem. You can go down to the concierge desk. Um, does anyone mention to them that you're planning on looking for a stationers? Maybe getting an idea of where to get, where to go, and get stuff locally might be an idea to cut time. Yeah, I think that should be the first thing. It's not going to be over in Bel Air necessarily. It's no. going to be around here. Um, the concierge does, in which case, say that yeah, there are, there are a couple of places he could recommend. Um, but they won't have they won't be open at this point in uh, this point in time. Oh. But if you're looking for anything, the hotel does have stationery available. So if you were looking for anything in particular, he might be able to provide it for you. Hmm. Uh, maybe we should just get a couple notepads and divide us divide them between us. It seems like Miss Lachlan, you would be useful to have. Uh... I already have one. All right. Uh, all right, so maybe one uh, for O'Neill and one for me or Guy. And then we have a little bit of coverage. Yeah, I mean, he, he can easily get you like three or four. They're mm -hmm. just bog standard notepads, but again, also pens and pencils. 
and that, that's just a service the hotel can provide. You don't have to worry about paying for them. Excellent. Yeah. And even little golf pencils that are pretty sharpened would make sense. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Well, Mr. Sterling, you and I, we should leave soon. Um, and we'll take up a position nearby. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. In which case, uh, two cabs pull up. Uh, you clamber on into them. And you head off across town. So not a problem. Doesn't take long, so it's only three miles. But again, the roads are fairly fairly packed full of people so you're negotiating around fairly fairly light traffic but more dense human traffic and then likewise running into a couple of roadblocks as you go from one district to another it's very familiar from the trip that you took from the military hospital down to the hotel in the first instance um, at night it doesn't seem to be that many people go in off the streets there are still plenty of people out and about even after even after dark and it is, by the time you get to the address that you've got for the Tower Reader, it is after dark. In terms of traveling at, in, in Port-au-Prince now, is, is this the sort of thing where we should have our passports on us for these roadblocks? Are we carrying it, passports as well as guns? It helps to show that, yes, I'm an Ameri American citizen, and it does get, get to uh, kind of grease the wheels a bit quicker if you do have your passports with you. Um, okay. Carrying weaponry out and about, the only thing that would cause you a problem at the minute out of the weapon you've got is the shotgun. What are you doing with that? Uh, you know, I, I, I put that together in the hotel room, but we didn't plan to bring it as far as I know. In which case, they have no problem with you carrying handguns. Um, you can wear them openly. They do not care. No, I think we're taking the shotgun when we go back into the hills. I, I, I don't expect to. I hope not to need to use it in town. All right. Yep, in which case then you are you're waved through a couple of roadblocks without any issue, especially when they see you're Americans and you're in a paid vehicle. And you get dropped off at 87 Rue Mac Macajoa. I'm terrible on pronunciation of anything vaguely French. Um, in Bel Air. The first thing that strikes you is that you have to look at the address to make sure you're in the right place because you've arrived at a bakery. Hmm. Open or closed? It's open. Um, all right. Uh, uh, maybe, um, okay, so is there another place for O'Neill and Sterling to uh, park nearby? Yeah, we're going to be at the, business? the little cafe, the Hot Bois Violette, the Purple Oboe. I inquire with the drivers how much it would be for them to just wait around for us oh, that they'll arrange the, they'll uh, negotiate a fairly nominal fee if you're basically okay. gonna uh, be kind of guaranteeing them another ride elsewhere they'll wait around All right. well are we in a are we in a busy area um it's not busy but it's not silent either it's uh it seems like an it's kind of a almost a suburb in a way here it's slightly more residential i mean you you've got business addresses but they're interspersed with private housing as well but there's still people out and about so it's not like it's ominously quiet here there, right. there so are, i'm just thinking if we're at a if we're at a little cafe the hot bois violette um we might be here a couple of hours you might as well just have the guy to go but we could probably there's probably yeah, some but people, they, it's nightlife 
the hotel called a reputable company and we know sort of who we're dealing with. I don't mind a couple extra dollars to. Well, let's, let's put it this way to the GM. If there are other people at the cafe and it seems like the nightlife is so something, we'll just, don't worry about it. Well, there'll be cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, there's, there's a lot of people out and about socializing. So there will be people at the cafe. Yeah. So are there cabs out. driving around though? Or is it? <clears throat> They're I mean, fairly. The money is an object for Mr. Sterling. So maybe it's easiest if we just keep the guys we know. I mean, there are cabs moving around, but traffic is fairly light. Um, I, I won't put it down to a roll. It's something that if you're looking out for it, you you will probably get the trend over time. The only people that send, uh, tend to be driving vehicles are the mulattoes, the, uh, the mixed breed um, of local and European, or the outright European class. So the upper echelons of society. They're the only people here that can afford vehicles. So they are the only people out and about driving them. And as a result, because they make up a relatively small portion of the population, you're not seeing that many vehicles. They do occasionally one might go past, like another cab goes by, but it's not like constant streams of traffic. There are more people out on the streets than there are vehicles by a long, long way. Okay. Right. And there probably aren't that many proportionally cab riders. There's a lot of pedestrians and people who stay in their neighborhoods. So yeah. So why don't yeah. we uh, why don't we tell our cab to come back in an hour and a half or so? I mean, I don't want to pay for him to sit here for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, if you want to send them on their way, they'll they'll circle back in. Yeah. Well, they'll say an hour, but it might depending on. Uh, depending yeah, nobody's on in a hurry. <laughs> we hope. Uh, so, uh, ladies, uh, this is number eighty-seven. Maybe. Uh, you uh, get a pastry and ask for Madame Marie? Sure. Uh, yeah, I think that was the plan. And uh, Guy and I will try not to stick out too much. Yeah, we'll uh, give you some extra cash in case you need some bribing. Sure. Yeah. And you guys will camp over there at the uh, oboe. Sure. Purple, I mean, the purple oboe, yeah. Very good. A few decades that might have a weird, uh, weird uh, connotation about it. Hey. Mm. Right. So Donna and Amy head on in. Yep. Okay. It looks like an ordinary bakery. Uh, there's people still uh, still selling stuff. Um, it looks like they've got through a lot of the day's produce, so it's kind of like the dregs of what's left. But it's just they're they're running low on stock. Um, there's a counter. And there's a nice, nice lady behind there that says, uh, well, she opens up in something in what sounds like Creole rather mm -hmm. than French. So unless you have Creole, you cannot understand what she's saying. I know a little bit of French, so I'll try just a pain of chocolat, s'il vous plaît. Ah, yeah, in which case she, she nods and uh, yeah, she's, she's got a couple left. So she will... Uh, put them up on the uh, up on the counter and it's in centimes it's next to nothing in dollars right um i'll put a little bit more than what the the price is and then ask um madame marie oh 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And she uh, she gestures to a door at the back of the bakery. Mm. So behind behind one of the counters, there is a door with these uh, like beads hanging, covering it, and just basically gestures to that door. Yeah, merci. Um, Donna, do you want to go in now? Do you want to wait a minute? Uh, maybe eat our pastry and then go in. Yeah, try sure, to sure. Like casual. <laughs> How's the pastry? Yeah, no, the pastry's the pastry. good. Let's say it's been hours. I'm assuming it's not all that great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe on the dry side, but right, it's, not, yeah. it's not bad. Mm. All right, let's yeah. let's see what she says. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if she yells, screams at us, and kicks us out. <laughs> right. uh, in response to the private message, yep, no problem. As you head on through. At that point, the first thing that strikes you as your eyes adjust to the light is the sudden assault on your ears as there is <laughs> as this cacophony of parrots that are hanging um, in uh, cages from the ceiling all just suddenly start flapping their wings and squawking, almost like an alarm system as it's, ah, stranger comes in, ah! And there's this whole menagerie of macaws, uh, cockatoos, and all of the loudest screaming birds that you can think of are there to, uh, in inverted commas, greet you. Uh, there's various... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's various bits of cane furniture in here as well. Um, so there's, there's plenty of places to sit down here. Uh, there's also what looks to be a table that's set up not quite in the middle of the room, but slightly pushed further back. Um, circular table with a nicely engraved pentagram in the middle of it. And as you're starting to get used to the light, it's candle lit in here, so it's a bit darker than the, uh, the rest of the room outside. Uh, there's a doorway on the other side of the room, very similar, this hanging bead curtain that's pushed aside, and this uh, lovely... You think probably she's in her maybe her early to mid thirties. Uh, black lady comes in, uh, dressed uh, wearing gold jewelry. Um, say looks quite nice and friendly with, uh, with a big smile on her face, and looks between you. Says, oh, you're you're back again. Yes. <laughs> um, what well, did you did you change your mind and want a reading after all? Yes, I think yes. that would be lovely. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I could help. Uh, I take it, did, you, uh, did your conversation turn out fairly enlightening? Our conversation? She kind of looks a little bit suddenly perplexed, but still the smile's there. Yeah, I mean, when we spoke last time, I recommended if you had any other questions to go and have a word with... Uh, with Dr. Northeast? Uh, we haven't gotten a chance to yet. No. Oh, okay. I was thinking it might be having a word with him, you might be uh, a bit more open to uh, such things and that's why you wanted a, wanted a reading finally. <laughs> yeah, she said, please, please sit, please sit. And she gestures to a couple of chairs on the other side of the table. Thank you. So um, she pulls aside 
uh, what seems to be like a little tray under the table on her side. Uh, she pulls up a bundle of something which she puts on the table and unwraps it. And it's a, it's a tarot deck, uh, which from, because it's a fairly popular deck, even in the States, you'd, you'd recognize the Rider Waite deck. So it doesn't match the backing of the, um, like the Baron Lacroix, okay. Oh no, very, very much a normal deck. Right, okay. Uh, looks very well used, admittedly. Um, she slides it across the table to put in front of you. Says, "I'll um, I'll perform a five uh, five card read, uh, which I think that's that's probably the easiest, and it fe it feels right for you, I believe." Excellent, um, thank you, want, you. If you'd like to um, cut and shuffle uh, the deck, and think or think on it for a moment, and then as you're shuffling, uh, voice aloud the query what you want to what you want to get out of this what you want to what's your intent i'll shuffle and, and she said out loud right yeah what does my future hold and i hand it back cut it hand it back to her all right she she grins in that case says ah don't we all want to know what's coming <laughs> all right uh, she lays out five cards. They've got a white and blue motif on the back of each uh, card. She just lays five of them out in a row, face down, and then gestures to each one in turn, going from left to right. So the first card represents your past. The second represents the present. The third card in the centre will represent your future. The fourth card represent an obstacle something that might be in your way to achieving your future goal and the fifth card an indication of your outcome so where hopefully where things will be going she flips the first card ah well it's not quite um, as ominous as it might seem it's a uh, and a lot of people see that particular word and they get a little bit scared, but nothing to be worried about so much here. Although being inverted, it does it does have a particular meaning. It's this represents inertia or a uh, a lack of hope. I feel that this means that you've come to an impasse, uh, almost perhaps having lost your mind and not knowing what to do. You've lost something important to you, haven't you? But I feel that you may have found a means by which you can cope with this loss. Am I right? I don't think we're there yet. Hmm. Yeah, let's have a look at the next card. Uh, the devil. Oh, inverted though this this can be good this can be good you've now got clarity and insight and that your intellect wants to dominate your intuition and feelings but she shakes her head and looks confused slightly in in one sense intellect gives great power in fact you could say it gives you the spiritual energy of many many people more well, more so than just the one. But if you trust your intuition and feelings, 
that energy and power could be lost. I'm... I don't quite know what to make of that. She turns the next card. Hmm. So this is your your future. And that the hanged man represents selfishness and egotism. If you're going to succeed in whatever it is that you've come here to do, you must ignore false prophets. You must let go of your fears and not be afraid to sacrifice, even self-sacrifice for the greater good. Are you looking for someone? Yes. Hmm. Then this, this is the cause of your current predicament, looking for this person. Uh, yes, I think so. And she, she looks up with what you think she'd be a fairly good poker player normally, but you can see that her poker face is starting to crack slightly. And you can see there is a look of concern in her eyes. You may have to let them go. I, I don't know in what sense. But if you're going to achieve what you've come here to accomplish, you're going to have to give up something. And maybe... So, an obstacle. And she flips the fourth card. The Ten of Wands, also inverted. This is... This isn't good. You face treachery and loss. You've deceived yourselves, but this deceit will bring your this deceit will bring about your downfall. That if you're to defeat whatever stands against you, whether it be an enemy, whether it be a problem, you must first come to terms with your own lies and the outcome. She turns over the fifth card and seeing the ten of swords she she doesn't quite gasp but she definitely has an intake of breath says this this is this is troubling to to overcome this obstacle that faces you you will feel pain and anguish and you will reach an extremely low point in your affairs however i feel like the worst has already passed and that great good can still be accomplished, but there will be a desertion. A desertion brings truth, and the truth opens the possibility for success. The way ahead of you is not easy. And so she looks up at the uh, the two of you. Says, "I'm a. Uh, I'm sorry that." Uh, that isn't more brighter news. I'm. Uh, she shrugs. I can only read what the what the cards give me, unfortunately. No, that's that's got it. You could, yeah. That that's what it is. Just kind of stare at her and Amy for a second, strangely, and look at her and say, "No, no, uh, thank you for the the reading. This was insightful." Mm. On a, on a brighter note, what happened to your uh, your friend? Which one? Uh, the uh, the young gentleman you came in here with last time. 
the young gentleman? Do you mean? Yeah, the the, the quiet guy, uh, the the kind of the good-looking one. She kind of smiles or tries to suppress a smile slightly. Do I think that they're talking about I, either of the, <laughs> the three gentlemen or my dad? I'm betting she's talking about James. Jack, I mean, sorry, Jack. Yeah. I mean, hmm. You mentioned losing someone. Well, you haven't, you haven't lost him as well, I hope. It was quite, quite a nice little uh, uh, young guy. As well? Well, I imagine you, you've come here looking for someone and he was with you when you last came here. So unless you've lost another one, that's what I mean. Right. Wait, and I'm I'm all sort of roughly describe Jack. He was with us the last time we were here. No, she she shakes her head. No, no, is he? Uh, oh, no, he, he was a bit. And she goes on to actually describe Guy Randall. Oh, okay, that's what I was like. She's got to be describing one of them. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. Um. Uh. What? Why do you ask about him? Well, she she kind of looks from side to side. I just he was a strong, silent type. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll I'll let him know you were asking, but uh, it, uh, thank you. Oh, so he's he's okay though. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All oh, right. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Well, if if there's anything else I can help with, or any other questions you had, then mm. uh, by all means. Hopefully they might be a bit nicer than the uh, than the cards. And she slowly scoops up the uh, the five cards. Yeah, in front of about that. <laughs> kind of look to Amy, who's got the card. We we found a card that seems interesting. I don't. I've never seen it in a tarot deck before, but it definitely looks like a tarot card. Could you look at it for us? Oh, yeah, certainly. I know. Yeah, I know I'll hand her of, the the card. I know, I know a lot of. And at that point, she just stops in her tracks and then her eyes go wide and she crosses herself, getting up from the chair and backing away from the table. Burn it. What, what does it mean? Burn it. That that thing is that thing is wrong. That, that thing is evil. Burn it. We will, but we we're concerned. We, we feel like there's danger. What is what can we do? that she just shakes her head and just say looks back at it and crosses herself again don't don't touch it don't look at it not if you can help it just just destroy it that's better for everyone concerned look we we have money we can pay you for any services can you can you at least tell us what this means we'll burn it we'll destroy it but we have to know what it means she scoops up, uh, scooped up the cards. She basically pulls the top five off the deck again as the ones that she showed you and just goes back to the first card that she laid out, which was death, mm -hmm. and shows, was it also inverted? Yes. Just destroy it. That, that's wrong. That's, that's something hiding as tarot and is most certainly not tarot. So, As I said, nothing good will come of it. Someone told us that we were marked. 
Is that something you can see? Do we look like we've been marked? I'm I'm no Mambo, but if you can find a Mambo, they might help you. I don't suppose you have a name, do you? I don't, but Northeast would. Okay. Okay. He, um, he's 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 an anthropologist. He's been no, right, I right. told you this before that uh, the reason I suggested you go to see him in the first place was that he's someone that has been uh, amongst the voodoo community. He's writing a paper, something he's been in nearly a year now working on that thing. That he would he would know where to send you. I'm I'm, I'm this this is I'm out of my depth if I'm I'm not just I'm not t- even touching that thing. Are we going to find an inverted devil like this next? <laughs> Is it going to be the cards you laid out? I wouldn't be surprised if there are more waiting for you. In fact, I would probably say I would I would bet on it. And I'm not normally a betting person. Well, um, Thank you for your help. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll pay her nicely and handsomely, not mm-hmm. not her regular rate. And... Yeah, that's fine. She just says leave leave it on the table. I'll collect it as soon as that thing's gone. Okay. Yeah, we'll take the card. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why the yep. birds were screaming at us too when we came. In. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, we'll, uh, just... Sorry. Go ahead. No, so otherwise she just wait she just waits on the other side of the table up against the wall waiting for you to go. Right. All right. Well we'll we'll exit the shop and meet up with the guys. Okay. Yep. You can meet up down the other uh, the other end of the street at the uh, the purple oboe. Mr. Sterling, yeah, there they are over there. Stop looking at that woman. She doesn't like you while looking at her. Um, there they are. While we were outside the uh, bakery, did we see any uh, Secret Service ONI types? Uh, thing that you, in fact, actually give me an give me an idea roll before anything else. Uh, Thirty-seven. It should be good. Yep. You certainly don't spot anyone, and as mentioned, there's there's only occasionally a cab that goes past. Anyone that was uh, the people that were following Sam, um, Sam, Sean. I mean, the only people that were following Sean were on foot. You out, lo- you lost Eddie Taylor a long time ago yeah. by going in a cab. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like anyone's got uh, got chance to pull up a cab and follow you. So basically, you left, and if there was a tail, it's long gone. That's good. So while they've been inside, I've uh, made a couple of entries in my a new notepad and I've also put in times maybe every half hour for the next few pages mm-hmm. as a sort of prompt because I want to be I want to develop a process of remembering on paper at least what's going on mm-hmm. so you know entry no one car ride entry two bakery smells pretty good Entry three, Jesus, it's hot. And I have the next few <laughs> pages are marked out. 
yeah, I mean, you can you can sit at the bar and uh, we'll say the the cafe rather. There's plenty of outdoor tape with a kind of nominal nominal roof above you, and yeah, there's nothing that really strikes you as being out of the ordinary that happens here. There's yeah, definitely, it's not like your spidey sense is tingling that something's gone wrong. You can quite happily notice they're not in too long. See, so the conversation plays out pretty much in real time. And, yeah, they come out probably within 15, 20 minutes and meet you back at the cafe. Hello. Well, we, we ordered you some coffee. I hope you like coffee. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks. So that could have gone better. Went about as expected. Uh, we also got a reading, which was just icing on the cake. Uh, uh, Lots of doom and gloom. Yeah. Just you know, just lots of warnings, inverted tarot cards about losing your mind, losing something close to you, the devil. <laughs> yeah, it was death, devil, hangman, some wands, yeah. and then a bunch of swords and a Treachery. Guy. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, goodness. What did she say? We'll feel pain and anguish. Mm -hmm. There was going to be a desertion. Well, not, not a lot of good, not a lot of sunshine. Did she place. recognize you? Yes. We came in there with Guy. Oh, by the way, Guy, you've got a fan. Um, she was quite taken with you. Uh, she we asked went, about you. Yeah. We, we went there with Guy a couple of days ago, according to her. And we didn't, we refused a reading and she referred us to Dr. Northeast. Well, maybe we should see him. Yeah, she, he, she said he's... The voodoo expert when we showed her the card she she basically told us to get out burn it get out i don't want to see it i don't want to touch it and she said talk to dr northeast we need a mambo yeah she said he knows all about the voodoo side of it and she didn't want anything to do with it did you pick it up with your hand or did you use a handkerchief or something i mean i just picked it up with my hand oh, yeah. um, she did predict that we would see the other tarot cards appearing in our rooms. She oh. would bet on Actually. it. She yeah, would bet she... on it. Christ. I wonder if it's all sterling or if we're going to get him in turn. You know, if you don't mind me using a little bit of colorful language, I call bullshit. Uh, somebody, somebody has erased our memory and she and this Dr. Northeast and this Mambo and all this, they could be grifting us in some manner. That's possible. And she's just giving you the runaround with these freaking cards. Good thinking on you. I concur. I mean, I've done it before to people. I've grifted people. So it's just everything's falling into place just too damn easy. Right, you know? Except for the whole erase somebody else's memory part well you know yeah. had... these voodoo people have drugs that they so I, I, i've been saying that all along so but they continued to drug us in the hospital and then when we left the hospital 
if the could drug still was be strong in our enough, system. Yeah, it, it could still be effective. I mean, I, I'm I'm no pharmacologist, but the last time I had drugs in my system, I didn't feel sober for a couple hours and then suddenly have the drugs start acting on me again. It depends on the drug. You realize that they could give you the drug and then you forget that you've been given the drug. Right, but the, what I'm saying is, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have these hours of soberness, and then and then whoosh, unless we got a reinjection or well, something. But, well, well, we if just you think did. about it, though, if you think about it, though, the last, the first time we remember losing time, aside from when we initially woke up, was when we were in the cab, right? And we just had coffee with the doctor. The second time we all lose time, O'Neill disappears, and we're all eating food. What if someone's drugging us through the, the food and drink? So you're saying that the drug erases our short-term memory as well as? I mean, because it it just they doesn't could come walking in the room. We could all react. Who the hell are you? They could blow some powder in our face. And then we wake up three hours later and don't remember any of that. It makes It makes more sense to me than the idea of us all having amnesia in response to something we've seen or experienced, which is just too far-fetched. I mean, look, I, I used to be a beat cop in New York. I've, I've seen some nasty, nasty things, and I've never lost as much as a second of my memory in response well, to I'm any, not, anything I've seen. Well, well Donna and I got some pastries sense. at the bakery, so if we have a lapse in time, it would just be the two of us. If it's all tied to food and these people are grifting us and we just went into her bakery, it would just be me, me and Donna. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying that something like that is impossible, but you're, so we're saying you are counting on the, the voodoo lady, the people from the, yeah, so the voodoo lady and possibly the bakery, the hospital and the Oni people, and the people at the hotel are all in on it to facilitate the drugging. No, just just mm -hmm. someone someone who has intermittent access to us, or some group of people who have. Yeah. I mean, look, this is Haiti. If this is some voodoo thing, you don't know how many people they know. They could have people all over the place. I, I tend to think the hotel and the and the navy people are not in on it. No, but they but keep an collecting. Order, but an orderly or um, so a waiter. Look, the the creep at the front desk with something. The creep at the front desk didn't give us our keys until we gave him slipped him an extra five bucks, and then he gave us a box that had three hundred bucks in it. If they wanted to take three hundred bucks, wouldn't that be easier than drugging us? Yeah. But three hundred. Bucks missing from safe during a watch would ultimately put you out of work and possibly put you out of work on the entire island. I think drugging Americans would also probably limit your future employment opportunities. Yeah, but but think, think of it this way. I mean, maybe... Have you thought that maybe political groups might use, might go to voodoo practitioners to get things sorted i mean if someone's got a grudge against sterling politically they might go to a local voodoo priest to to get back at him and the people surrounding him this could all be to just try and stop some deal happening to make you forget that you were doing some deal it might be any number of things 
Well, we'll find out when we speak, speak to the Sebastian guy. Uh, Ms. Sterling, Ms. Lachlan. But this is this is their country. If if they if they wanted to slip us something, I'm sure they've got a laundry list of people they could yeah. call on I mean, to get get near us and slip things in our food or blow things in our faces or or whatever. I mean, I I tend to agree with guys right now here. And you know what? At the end of the day, we need to get Jack the hell out of here. O'Neill will get back. I'll ship tons of crap down here and let them blow apart this goddamn island. I don't care. We no. get Jack or we get the hell out of here. Look, I'll, I'll quadruple my shipments at cost. I think that we need to see this Dr. Northeast knowing that he's part of the, the Grifter thing. And I think that, he that we might should. Be. <laughs> well, here's my guess if they blow something in your face, some sort of powder or, or chemical, there would have to be six of them to do it to us. Right. And yeah. And I mean, if, if it was with guys saying, I mean, if it was about a business deal, then honestly, they would just do it to James and they would just take care of the, the loose ends. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go through the trouble of changing all of our memory if they needed to just change a business deal. Well, they must want us to go through the whatever deal it is and then not remember that we did it. And that way there's no suspicion because six people didn't die in Haiti. You well, know, the, the, the other the other option thinking about it is that it's connected to Mr. Sterling's son. And that someone really doesn't want us to find him. Well, that's a question, uh, Miss Sterling, Miss Lachlan. What did the uh, crazy lady tell you about Jack? She she doesn't know that she's never seen him. According but, to her, she did say we've lost something important to us. That was one of the cards. Probably him. You didn't I mean, ask about Jack? No, she, we did. No, we did. We described him, and yeah. No, she, she said she'd seen us with Guy. Um, she also warned us against false prophets, ironically enough, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but did you say the, you were here looking for your missing brother? No, there was a misunderstanding. She had noted that we had come with another a young man before, and we thought she was talking about Jack, but she was talking about Guy. Well, I don't know. Maybe, hey, Mr. Sterling, you should go on your own uh, visit to this Madame Marie and say, "Have you, do you know where my son is? Because apparently that hasn't come up before. I also agree that we should talk to this Northeast guy. I just don't think we're going to find a university type at, uh, you know, eight-ish. Well, and, and this Mambo, whatever this Mambo thing is. But... I think that we need to go into it believing that we are actually being tricked. The address I've, you've got, well, the address you've got for Northeast, um, as you've got a map, does imply that it's actually a residential area, and you've probably got his home address. Huh. I was just going to say, if we are at any point standing, and six people come towards us, they're probably the six people that are blowing some drug in our face yeah but we've never we never remembered be... being approached by six people yeah we, we had the drug i think that we should immediately react if we think we're about to be drugged oh neil you make no sense look 
I'm sorry. Thank, thank you. Uh, you. You are the experts, after all. Well, here's the thing. You were running down the street, you think, covered in blood. I was meticulously oiling a firearm inside a hotel room, and we all suddenly were at dinner. Nobody, I, my hotel room was locked. He was in the shower. I'm not sitting around next to an open door waiting for somebody to run up and blow powder in my face. And even if people blew powder in their face, why would we all like at the same time? This, the thing is that this, uh, this memory loss is linked between us. And that is what I cannot explain. And it makes me very concerned. Agreed. Surely this anthropologist would have information about the type of drugs that they would have access to. This is all yeah, you know, local and yeah. Well, unless it's something specially made by voodoo priests or something that they've She said shared. he's an expert in voodoo, like in the voodoo, and that he's been in the for the last year, like infiltrated the community and all of that. Well, then perhaps he's somebody that we should. I mean, I think that we should talk to him. I just think that we should be cautious. Cautious. Okay. I agree. We should be cautious. We should all carry fans. And if somebody comes up and goes, we go <laughs> blow it right back in their face. Sure. <laughs> well, should we pay a visit to this northwest? <laughs> northeast, Dad. I think we should see Northeast first, just because that's his name. <laughs> On the plus I agree. Side, I think he's a logical next step. Wake On up. the plus side, look, looking at the map. So again, bringing up the uh, the map of Haiti that you've got. You're up here in Bel Air. Mm -hmm. Northeast is down here. Ironically, okay. in the this is closer to the hotel. Yeah, he's yeah. about a mile or so from uh, from the hotel. So it's it's kind of on your way back if you did want to go and see him. Okay. Where's the newspaper? Just I'm sorry, I know you just put the map away. Uh, let me double check. It's on the coast, right? Uh, da -da -da. I think it's probably there. Yeah, it doesn't actually have a location for right. it on okay. on the map, but it's the it seems to be the further west you get, the better the area is up until you get to the docks. Okay. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be west. Well, if the newspaper's closer, does do, how do people feel about that? Is it going to be open at this time of night? Or oh, yeah. They put it in a morning they're edition, late. so they work at night. And they're doing bilingual, so it's more work. All right. Well, let's map out a route and go there. Okay, so you're heading to the newspaper first and then heading to the anthropologist afterwards? Yes. I think so. Okay, in which case you hail a couple of cabs as, as you've done before. You wait a little bit longer and the two that you've already ordered previously show back up again. You clamber on in and you start heading west. And that is where we'll leave it for tonight. Excellent. Everybody wish Mick a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Nick. Happy 50th. Just think, in just 10 more of these, you'll be half a millennium old. Don't look forward to. <laughs> Our players included Jason Melnichok, Holly Buto, 
uh, David Gassaway, Mick Swan, John Dos Passos, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can uh, set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Pondbeat or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game. Good game.